Hi and welcome to Small Up Yourself. I'm your host Kitson Sherman. It's the final day in October and to God be the glory, great things he hath done. Yeah, I just thought that 2020 is winding down uh, 2020. Yeah, some of us will survive. Some of us is me. Some of us is you. Some of us are we. We are going to survive this. Now, today we take a trip across the Caribbean and we're going to speak with Daniel Miller, a great educator from the island of Barbados. Basically, she takes over the episode. So just enjoy, relax, and guess what? Small up yourself now. Make room for a friend from the Caribbean, from the island of Barbados. Hello everyone, welcome to Small Up Yourself. I am Kareen Sinclair, owner of the Graphic T-Shirt line, where we print motivational quotes on T-shirts. We can be found on Instagram at Calaire underscore Live Your Story. So that is K-A-L-A-I-R underscore Live Your Story. I am Danielle Miller from the lovely island of Barbados. I currently serve as the District NYI Vice President. Now today we're going to be talking about compassion and justice. What do these things have in common? Today we're going to delve into it and find out just how they go together. So, what is compassion? Many of us might think compassion is about kindness, about showing others sympathy and love. But on further research, I found that the meaning of compassion comes from the Latin word compati, which means to suffer with. Now that totally blew my mind because to suffer with someone means to take on a level of selflessness that is above and beyond. Meaning that if this person is hurting, I literally hurt with them. And we can see Jesus in the Bible doing that many times. I think about Lazarus and and the sisters. When the sisters were weeping, the word says that Jesus wept as well. He felt compassion. He was moved with emotion because his people were hurt. And that's the type of situation that we need to find ourselves in. That when things are happening to people, we also feel the pain and the burdens that they are also feeling. The Word of God also says in Isaiah chapter 30 verse 18, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious, therefore He will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for Him. That just shows me the correlation between justice and compassion. As long as we show compassion towards others, we must also have a drive for justice. We want to see that those persons who are hurting know that we are standing with them in solidarity with them to make sure that their needs are met, their problems are heard, and we want to stand with them to make sure that there's a solution to their problems. 
And there are many injustices all across the world, whether it be the untimely deaths of black people in America, whether it be the Syrian refugees and the children who are being trafficked each and every day, even those who are being trafficked for sexual purposes, the political upheavals all across the world, there is injustice wherever we look. However, there is still hope that we as people can show compassion and join the fights with them and stand with them so that justice can be served. And you're wondering, but how? It can be hard sometimes. We as Christians and children of God need to recognize the need to stand with persons so that they know that they are not alone. We cannot allow them to bear their suffering by themselves. We need to stand with them. And we, along with the power of the Holy Spirit, can be empowered to show compassion so that we can break the cycle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Small Up Yourself. My name is Raquel Smith, and I am the owner of Gracefully Looped. Gracefully Looped is a small business that crushes cute and comfortable clothes and blankets for babies and toddlers ages 0 to 3 years. We can be found on Instagram at Gracefully Looped. That's G-R-A-C-E-F-U-L-L-Y-L-O-O-P-T. So I look forward to seeing all of you there. And remember, advertising with Small Up Yourself is the way to go. It is the final day in October, and I am so happy to join you for another episode of Small Up Yourself. Now, today we go to the lovely island of Barbados. Probably, if I wasn't Jamaican, I would be Bayesian. One of my favorite writers, Camo Brathwaite, said, Memories are smoke, lips we can't kiss, hands we can't hold will never be enough for us. Now, I don't know what you're lacking or what you're missing, but small up yourself and make way for this very interesting interview with a dynamic Bayesian woman. Welcome to the show, Danielle Miller. Hi, everybody. All right, so Danielle is an educator over there in Barbados. But for our listeners who don't know where Barbados is, because we have listeners right across the world, Daniel, tell the people who you are. No, firstly, where is Barbados and who is Danielle Miller? All right, so Barbados is in the Caribbean and um, we are a small little island, 166 square miles. And uh, it is one of the most, if not the most beautiful island in <laughs> the Caribbean. We won't debate that. <laughs> <laughs> And we are home to about 280,000 Barbadians. All right. And uh, again, as I said, it's not debatable. No, what's the the color, what, what are the colors of your flag? What are the colors of your, the Bayesian flag? The colors of our flag are blue, uh, yellow, and black. We usually say ultramarine. And the black is a trident that we have in the middle. It represents our breaking away from the from England, the English colony. So yes. Awesome. And, and and the writer that I just spoke about, Kamu, he, he's one who writes extensively on 
the breaking away and the immersion of um, Caribbean people, specifically Bayesians, as an identity to themselves. Speaking of identity, Danielle, who are you? I'm Danielle. <laughs> I, I usually tell people um, I'm just a little black girl from the Pine. And in Barbados, the Pine is located in one of our parishes called St. Michael. And it's a community that used to be known back in the days for um, crime and poverty and stuff like that. So usually I give that introduction because I allow people to know that it doesn't matter where you come from, that you can become somebody or someone in society. Not I've reached, but I am not in a place where I am or I've let my circumstances consume me. So I am Danielle from the Pine, Barbados, Big the Pine, two four says, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and um, who am I? I'm a, I'm a Christian. I am a child of God. I am a teacher. Um, I'm a youth leader, and I am just an imperfect being serving a perfect God. That's me. It's very interesting um, you mentioned the pine, Daniel. Immediately, the question um, that comes to my mind is, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, can anything good come out of the pine? So tell me mm -hmm. about your early years or your formative years. Um, growing up, what kind of girl were you? We know you to be a very opinionated woman, but was this always the case? <laughs> Strongly opinionated. We had several debates leading up oh, to Lord. this discussion, listeners. So, Daniel, tell us about that. Um, I wouldn't say it was anything extraordinary. Quite normal, actually. Um, I live with my extended family here in the Pine. And uh, actually, my mother didn't let me go outside too regularly. If I was outside, I was supervised by her. However, I think one of the things that would have caused me to not be in the same place or circumstance of others is that she allowed me to go to things that would be happening in our country. So early on in my life, people thought that I would have been involved in politics because every time there was a political debate, there were spot meetings, there were it's things. It's not too late. There. It's not too late. Uh, it's you too late. It's too late for that. in the Jamaican political that, campaign, oh. the Bayesian political, the Trinidadian. So I guess it's something that's in you. Yes, and it wouldn't go because obviously you want to make sure that your country is in the best hands possible. You're weighing the auction pros and cons. It can't just be a color thing anymore um, where your parents or grandparents supported a particular party and so you're supporting them blindly. You have to look at the logistics of the situation and make sure that you're making a conscious decision to make the right choice, inverted commas, yeah? And so that was that, early years. Um, I went to primary school at the Bryce Primary School, Wilkie Cumberbatch Primary School. Then I went to the Louis Link Secondary School. That school is now closed um, because of environmental problems. And actually when I sat the 11 plus, um, or what we call the common entrance exam, everybody looked for me to hit the top. Um, and I actually was quite depressed. I cried a lot because I didn't reach where I wanted to go. But God knew what he was doing. Um, when I went to the Lulene Secondary School. So when that school closed while I was in third form, I switched to another secondary school, the Lodge School. And then I transitioned to community college. So I went to the Lodge School. So I went to two secondary schools, Lulene Secondary and the Lodge School for my secondary school education. I think that they were phenomenal years. Um, there my leadership skills would have grown. 
I was able to be the graduation president by the end of the year. So, you know, that was really important. You got to say your speech and it was, it was a really nice time at school, um, represented the school at various events, obviously, um, to speak. I shouldn't say obviously, but because of, of the type of personality that I had at the time, I was invited to speak or do many things in my public, school. Public speaking. Um, that is, yes, public speaking. Um, and then I would have moved on to community college where I would have done my associate degree. And that point, I would really say would have been a turning point for me in my life. Um, because by the end of secondary school, I was getting a little, little off track. And I watched how God used that community college experience to bring me back on track. Um, and that would have been in terms of my Christian walk. And I became president of the UCCF chapter, Universities and Colleges Christian yes, Fellowship. Fellowship yeah. And that, again, phenomenal experience. Getting to see persons come to know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, it kindly, kind of reiterates for us the importance of spreading the gospel as children of God. And the key of doing so, impacting lives. So many times we can be kind of complacent in spreading the gospel or sharing our story but when you watch the transformation of lives it kind of encourages you and that happened for me at community college then i went to cave hill Talk about, uh, don't just say cave hill sorry, as though cave hill is like down the street from 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 saint michael's where is cave hill come on it is it is it is it literally it is literally. Down no, but you're hill. talking to jamaican <laughs> listeners here and people from where in relation to um to to to, to where you grew up is cave hill so it's, it's actually in the same parish. Again, my 166 square miles, Barbados can fit into Jamaica many times. And it's Jamaica a capital parish, right? It's a capital, right? The capital I did a virtual tour, people. I did a virtual tour. And it was awesome. Daniel, wasn't that awesome? <laughs> I saw these buses and it has they had this faint um, aftertaste of Jamaica, but it wasn't really Jamaica. Uh, yeah, I don't want to tell you whether it's better or it's, I, I won't make that comparison, but it was Come good. on, you know, you know the good thing. You know the good thing. <laughs> so tell us, Daniel, um, Kayfield, how was that mm -hmm. experience? Did you always choose to become a teacher? Um, hmm, no, at first I wanted to be a psychologist. I wanted to be a psychologist and I was just like, oh, that seems like a lot of years at school. I don't want to do that. Scrap that. I don't like school that much. Um, <laughs> And then my family, we have, yeah, we have teachers in our family. So I was just like, oh, I could be a teacher and help people. So Cave Hill is the natural um, order of things. So Cave Hill is in St. Michael. It's about 15 minutes from where I, I reside. Just go across the highway and we go down to Cave Hill, to Cave Hill. Yeah. Um, and I actually only did one year there. And uh, I strongly felt God leading me away from Cave Hill. At first, it was a, a what do I call it? I was not even interested in the program anymore. That's, for lack of a better word, I was disinterested. I was uninterested in what was going on. And I was like, Lord, I really don't want to be here anymore. Um, I don't know what's happening. And so I went on the roof of, of a complex, or shops of a, a retreat house. And we were battling it out. And it actually was between Jamaica and Trinidad. Jamaica actually came up. And I was just like, ugh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but when he said Trinidad, I was just like, are you sure? Okay, I'm not sure how this is going to go down with my family and stuff. But okay. 
I'm going to trust you. Um, and exactly how everything turned out in terms of getting monies to go to Trinidad and everything, my acceptance, that was truly God coming forth. And I knew then that, yeah, he really wanted me to go to Trinidad. And I always tell people that from 2012 to 2015 into Trinidad at St. Augustine campus was where the best years of my life to date as I watched God just take this little girl from the plane and use her as he would see fit and then continue to help her to grow in ministry. So yeah, that's that. That's, that's that. awesome. That's awesome. So that's the Daniel's, uh, that's the Daniel, that's the Daniel Miller's story or your journey into becoming a teacher. How long have you been teaching Daniel? um 2016 so that's our four years four years and yeah. i know that daniel is a phenomenal educator um we communicate <laughs> we won't talk about her communication she's shaking He's her head <laughs> but we do communicate um from time to time and um i find that daniel is a phenomenal educator who is really passionate about her craft daniel do you think that you're a teacher now um, I would say that I am growing still. Yeah. Every day it's a new challenge. Every day it's a new experience and you grow in that. I was last year I had to do my diploma in education and, you know, they came with all these techniques that they wanted you to learn. They wanted you to employ. They wanted all these strategies. X, y, Z. And I kept telling them, you know, Everybody wants us to employ these strategies, but we have to know the students that we are trying to use them on. And so figuring out the students, identifying their weaknesses, identifying their strengths, working alongside, and I believe in parental support, working alongside the parents as well, has been helping me to chart paths for my young ones that have been giving me some really good results. I am actually very impressed sometimes. And oh, I tell the listeners people, that I would want to know that you teach at a secondary school and you teach... With subjects again? I teach English. English. Yeah. Lit and Um, But the thing about it, uh, with my school, I'm not sure exactly how it's done in Jamaica, but when we sit the 11 plus, the students who get between zero and 30, they come to our school. So in layman terms, we call that remediation. So we usually bring them from the place of zero to being able to pass at CSEC. Now, for us, that's a phenomenal journey. Um, yes, and we tell people all the time, if we can get a child to come from zero to CSEC. And get a grade three. And get the threes. Sometimes that's they get phenomenal. grade two. Sometimes they get grade ones. Those moments are the best moments for, for me as an educator. No. And every day I cry because of that. When they see Daniel, I see think, I think a lot of um, in our society... We have um, a coin it as societal osmosis, um, where where things is really people view things from an area of greatness as eliteness, and mm -hmm. everything else around it is absorbed into this kind of thinking that um, you have to be the best, you have to be getting a hundred, you have to be performing mm -hmm. on point in order to be recognized. But when we talk talk about students like those that you have. You are working against the, 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 the grade. You're working against the yeah. narrative of the day. And I can really relate to that. We have to look at incremental growth. And if oh, you yes. can take a child from zero to, to, to somewhere where they, 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 they are accredited at the end of the day, I think that's really great. And I'm so happy that you're talking like this because 
um, for those who are Jamaican educators. This problem is systemic. It's not just a Jamaican problem, right? But it's, it's systemic, and I think it's an after effect of colonialism. Daniel? It's, it's, it's true. Um, and the thing is, it's working on those children to help them to see that they can be more than people say that they are um, and, and breaking the barriers and the mindsets that they have about themselves. Uh, if you would see my post many times, I congratulate my students on everything and anything. Uh, my peers in the education system would say, I just love to see how you are boosting the confidence of your students, how you are bigging them up because we want them to know that they have so much in them that can come forth and come to realization and that's why we continue to use ourselves sometimes as examples you know some of us did not have that's true silver spoons in our mouth some of us were literally fighting against grin as well some of us had some of the same learning disabilities as them some of us are still in circumstances that we cannot get out of that's but true. we are still fighting yeah still and fighting. so we use those experiences to help to push them and to help to pull pull so much out of them. Um, and sometimes all our children need is they know that someone cares for them. Yeah. Um, somebody said, I think somebody said you have to work on the Maslow before you can work on the blooms. And I totally agree. Yeah, you know, we can't learn, we can't, we can't work on them. You can't teach those children if they're hungry. We got to feed them first. And there's so many times we, as educators, sometimes we go in um, for the paper. Uh, we are ignorant to the things that are going on with our children. And because of that, we miss them. We miss key things. And that's sometimes the things that, that are hindering us in education because we are missing out on some of the key things that are happening with our children that we think that they can't achieve anything else. Because we've missed that, we've missed them completely. Uh, that's true, Daniel. And I like what you said. I, I found it very profound. Um, and just by watching you and your practice of education, you tend to focus on the individual and not the statistics, right? Not what they're scoring, but working on the individual. Get the individual to see their worth, and in turn, they will produce greater results. One of my quotes that I really love is by Rita Pearson, and she's an educator, and she says that every child deserves a champion, an mm -hmm. adult who will never give up on them, who understands the power of connection and insists that they become the best they can possibly be. And I really believe that's what you exemplified, Daniel. And I want to encourage you to continue to believe in um, not just Bayesian children or Jamaican children, because I know from time to time, even though you still accept invitations to speak to children um, within, within, within classrooms. And for our listeners out there, Daniel is a global citizen. Um, Daniel, talk about some of the, the, the places where not just education has brought you, but ministry has brought you to reach youth across the world. Talk to us about that. All right. So one of the places would have been Jamaica. Um, <laughs> so in 2017, we would have gone to Jamaica um, on one of our church's first play and witness trips. And sadly, that is where we would have met Kits and Sherman. And um, that is where we were working in the Old Harbor District to spread the gospel, but more importantly, just to connect with the young people there. So we used sport as a way to connect with them and then to minister to them. And that was a phenomenal experience. Yes, phenomenal is my favorite word. Uh, where we got to just sit under the tree and hang out with these young people and talk to them, hear their struggles, um, 
and under no false pretense, it's like, look, this is what we are about. And we want to connect with you. And while we're connecting with you, we'll tell you about Jesus as well. So we, we went to Jamaica and that was great. And then I had the opportunity. And you met me and you met me. Yeah, that exactly. was awesome. It's so exactly. weird that we exactly. weren't intending to meet um, Crystal um, Wilson, awesome educator as well. And we just formed that great bond. And she's in love with Jamaica, Jamaicans like, ever since. It's such a beautiful story. <laughs> she, I... she <laughs> I will comment on that no more. Yes, I love Crystal. I will say that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that much. That much. All right. So, India. Oh, St. yes. Vincent and the Grenadines. Or is it Grenada? Which one is it? India. Let's All go three. to India. Let's go to India. Uh, India was last year, 2019, January. Um, I would have gone there representing my country, the Caribbean field, um, as a youth leader. So, I was serving at the time as a local youth president i don't serve in that capacity anymore i'm a district so it means that i am the district youth president for my church for all the churches in barbados right um and at that time i was serving as the local president and i had the opportunity to go to this conference that happens every four years um, for youth leaders where we go we strategize uh, we share ideas and then we come back to our varying places and just try to implement some of the strategies that we would have learned but mainly we were there to worship with one another and it was beautiful I told people that it was like a taste of heaven you heard all the languages just worshiping in one accord it was beautiful I Um, I, I could yeah like sometimes you might be standing next to Spaniard or Frenchman or somebody from Africa and they're speaking their native language. And I mean, it was really, really heavenly at that point in time. And I was like, God, this is, this is why we do it. We don't just do it for fame. We do it to give you honor and glory. So in that moment, you just felt like, whoosh, this is how heaven will be when all of us. And Daniel, a lot of times people see us as teachers and think that like we're one-dimensional. Or oh. as, as one of my favorite words now, linear. Um, as if we're, we're, we're just black and white and either black or white. But teachers are from uh, various shades. We, we have various passions. We have various things that drive us. And we bring these experiences Thank into God. our craft. Yeah. And particularly, I'm very fond of your passion for Christ and that's one of the things that I know that you really bring into his philosophy and his principles and his guides um, to really help you in becoming a better educator. After all, he's a master teacher, right? He is. He is. Uh, and the thing about it is many of our students, we know this, are not going to church. Well, for me in Barbados, we know our students aren't going to church. I remember going to a class once and asking, you know, let me see the hands of those who go to church. And this boy was like, ma'am, the last time I went to church was when I was christened. And I'm like, what? <laughs> when you were christened, honey? And he's like, yeah, ma'am, ma'am, who got time for church? But you use those times. That is the time that you see your classroom now as a mission field. And you, are, you have the opportunity to plant seeds into those children's hearts. There are times when children will re- come back years later and respond. I remember one of my first students, he was like, Mom, I remember when you prayed for me and it came through. And I was just like, yes, God, this is how you are working because it doesn't have to be this big transformation. But that small thing says God was the one who helped me through and I was the one who helped him to see that God is the one who comes that's it. for us. And that's yeah? it. We're creating, we're creating society within our classrooms. And 
Um, it's not that we're pushing faith or we're pushing anything, but what we're doing is the creation of anchors, things that will keep them grounded when the challenges um, meet them in life. All right. So, Daniel, on this show, because we're about to wrap up now, on this show, we have an awesome game. game. We have an awesome um, game that we play. You just choose numbers. I'll give you some ranges and you choose numbers within the range, um, range groups. All right, Daniel, you're clear on that? I'm scared, but let's go. She's scared. So we'll go from choose a number between one and nine. Three. Three. If you could have only one superpower, what would it be? Hmm. <laughs> only one superpower. Oh my goodness. I would be able to travel. I would I would be able to teleport to different places. Maybe I'd be in Jamaica. Somehow, oh no. Somehow I know that. Where would you go now? Where would you go now? You can only go one place? Yeah, because that's your superpower. Oh. I'd go to Trinidad. Oh Trinidad. I wonder what yeah, you see that? Trinidad. You see that? He's also disappointed. I, would uh, I was Trinidad. expecting her to say that's, Jamaica, but no, that's, that's my second home. Let's move on. Let's move on. She said Trinidad again. All right. Um, ten to fifteen. 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 What's the best invention you've seen most recently, and what do you like about it? The best invention you've seen recently. I'd say toilet paper. That's <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> you agree with me? No. No, uh, that's the best the invention. Best um, I would say, I would say the internet. The internet. Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you like about the internet? Because we're able to connect like this. Like, I don't have to write you a letter and it take about a couple of weeks to get there. It, and then it come does back. take away some of the romanticism of life. or uh, I want to be able to connect. I want to be able to connect, okay? I, I prefer the letters. I prefer the letters. And I don't have to like, be replying like right away and I'll wait months. I mean, I finally get one. I'm like, ooh, this is an awesome letter. All right. So, <laughs> I think I need to go back to writing letters. All right. So 16, Yeah, we can do that. 16 to 25. 16. 25. What? She just picking the final ranges? No, I those numbers are important. Things, name three things that make you happy. Hmm. Three things that make me happy. My children succeeding. Um, that makes me really happy. Um, if I see someone, I know someone personal who has connected to Christ, that makes me really happy. That's true. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. And, and chocolate makes me happy. Chocolate. Okay. You know that Jamaica has one of the best cocoa cocos in the world, right? Yeah, you didn't introduce me. Next time. All right. So 26 to 36. 27. 27. Do you believe that money can buy or can't buy happiness? Cannot buy happiness. Cannot. And that's because and because I'm an emotional being, like I could have money, but that money would have to be used to make somebody happy to make me happy. Okay. Great. All right. Uh how about well, where did we start? Oh, 37 to 43. 42. 42. Hmm. What achievement are you most proud of? I think I know the answer to this already. 
tell me, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't. I have an idea. It has to do with something with Christ or your family. I'm thinking, like, yeah. Um, the person you've become. I'm, I'm thinking that that's that's it. It's not one specific. It's thing. it's it's merged. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think then it would be finding out what I was created to do and yeah. being able to then fulfill it. Yeah, um, I think that's, so a, that's yeah, I think that could be the greatest moment for anybody because there's so many people out there trying to figure out who they are, what they're supposed to do, and they're so confused. But you see when that moment, when you finally recognize, okay, I, I know why I'm here. I know what I'm supposed to do. Breaking the so cycle fulfilling. of ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. And in the close of her show, Daniel is going to do, a, well, she, she did a video on compassion a little, a little motivational video on compassion. And that's what we use to close out the show. So stay tuned for that. All right. So our final range, Daniel, uh, 43 to 50. 50. 50. Hmm. If you had no physical, financial, or any other obstacle, what skill would you like to have? What skill would you like to have? If there was no boundary or or anything preventing you from having that skill. I know it's bilingualism because it would help you to travel the world easier. Trust. Actually, you might be correct because many problems <laughs> arise in these meetings that I have to be in. My brain starts to go like, what are they saying? Gosh, and they go so quickly. Yeah, because I'm struggling to learn a language right now because Mr. Sherman wouldn't help me, but... Um, I would. I would. Uh, actually, you made a science partner. Good job. Yeah, I know. I'm partial. I'm Jabasian. Jabasian. All right, Danielle. So um, normally, um, Danielle is a pretty active woman. She's up and down. She goes here speaking and talking and fellowshipping and all the great stuff. So guess what? Um, Danielle has an outing. Where are you heading, Danielle, after this? Where are you heading? Uh, a girl's out. A girl's out thing. Yeah, girls also. You need some of these. You need some of these sometimes. Yeah, so self-care is important. All right. So, Daniel, Be tell central. the viewers or the listeners how awesome, awesome I am before we close the show. Drop it in a bit, a little narcissist. Tell them how awesome I am. I just want this for evidence, you know, to be used against you. But the Lord doesn't want me to lie. So why would I be lying? <laughs> but, Daniel, it has been a pleasure. And this is just part one. We're going to talk again because there, there are restrictions. There's so many things to talk about. We didn't even get into the fact, Daniel, that COVID is on us and oh, you are yeah. going to school. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. How could and that was one of the input. I thought that was going to be the thing that we were going to talk about. Oh, you know, God does his thing. He lets us flow how, how yeah, we but How is it? Like one in like 30 seconds. How is it going to school? I mean, um, COVID. So... Barbados, tell us about the situation in Barbados now. All right, from my school in particular, we are doing a blended learning approach um, online for assignments and at school. We're also doing a five-day week into 10 days. So half the school will come one day, half comes the other day. While it may seem exciting to smaller numbers and it's great to teach smaller numbers you are actually teaching double the work so it sometimes can be a little bit tiring and taxing on the brain especially when you're trying to remember uh, where you would have left off with the other group and then to come back again so it, it, it's a lot but we're making it because we want to make it for our children so we're making it yeah 
and I hope that you're following like well in my tour of St. Michael um Barbados people Jamaican listeners it was so alarming I'm I'm wondering if I should follow these conspiracy um conspiracy theories because the people are not wearing their mask and when I check their numbers it's way less than ours yeah. Daniel what's that about but remember that our we are catching the the virus at the point of injuries so they're coming to the airport they're being tested um they have to be tested and quarantined before they can integrate into our society so obviously if we're trying to nip it at it but um we have less um persons escaping quote-unquote um the quarantine areas and stuff like that we had one case where it was almost scary for us where one lady she um gave it to our housekeeper and then the housekeeper went home and gave it to her family and he went into a school but it didn't escalate so i mean we are trying our best to maintain all the protocols i think because it's not community spread we have been lapsing in that regard we're not wearing masks but it is essential that you wear your mask i think that's one of the <laughs> problems in school the children uh, they're trying their best to wear the mask and really trying but yeah. it's difficult. It is. It's difficult. Especially if they want to hang out with their friends and social distance as well. It is also difficult for them. So we're, they're trying. They're trying because they don't want the country to be closed again. They want to stay out. They want to be with their friends. So they're trying their best to maintain all of the protocols. So Jamaicans, follow the protocols. I want to visit soon. So please, please, please make sure you adhere to all the protocols. All right, Danielle, thank you for joining us. A small up yourself. You have to try that in Papua as we close. This is a closing there. Small up yourself. Small up yourself. <laughs> I'll give you a seven. Let's see if we can get a 10. Small up yourself. Small up yourself. Small. You know what small up yourself means, Danielle? You know what it means? Well, if I'm telling somebody in Barbados to small up yourself, I'm telling them to like scoot around me yourself. You know, small. Scoot around me. That, that's a Bajan that's yeah. word. Say that? Scoot round. Go around. Scoot round. Go around. <laughs> I learned a Bajan food um, the other day too. What's the name of the food that I learned during my tour? Um, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember. What did we have? Was this, that's the name of the food again. Um, Kash, you were eating it. Ah, it's like rice. I don't remember, but it had a funny name. I couldn't call it people. <laughs> But the next time I go to Barbados, I'll let you know. So, Daniel, thanks for watching. We're talking about the time, Daniel. Small oh, episode. This has been an awesome episode. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, Daniel Miller and Small episode. Any final words, Daniel? No. Have a great day, everybody. Thought you wants to go. Nice soon. Bye, Daniel. Bye. Hey, fashionistas. Is fashion your passion? Thank you. With styles that are chic, we ensure you look fashionably fabulous. Find us on Instagram at Cutie Pies or call us at 1-876-453-7736. It's Cutie Pies Fashion. We ensure you look fashionably fabulous. Thank you for staying with us and traveling with us all the way to the beautiful island of Barbados. But we're back home here in Jamaica and there are no qualms. All right. So thank you, Daniel, for 
joining us to a small episode. Stay tuned when we hear another, 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 another story from someone who is impacting the world around them. So I leave you with compassion and justice. Make it a part of who you are. Smile up yourself now.